Hey there, welcome to episode 47 of the Let's Innovate for Vegas audio program. I am your host, Managing Director of the Innovate for Vegas Foundation, Dan Hugo. I'm recording this on the morning of January 12, 2024. It's been a busy week. CES 2024 is about to end today, later today. It's been a lot of talking. My voice has made it so far. Today we are going to talk about a question that has been hanging in the air for a long time. No more evident, no more essential to ask. The absence. Where are the local innovators? So CES, where so many innovators, inventors, creative disruptors, and so on, they all converge here in Las Vegas, technically Clark County, to show their wares, to display what they are selling, what they've been working on, or in the most bestest, coolest part of CES, Eureka Park, packed with uh, often nationally supported inventors and innovators, makers, builders, founders, early employees, showing off not what they are selling necessarily, although more so lately, but what they've been working on, what they're making, what they're innovating. We saw a tremendous presence this year, as is been has been common, from South Korea, as well as Israel, Switzerland, Italy, Ukraine, Turkey, France, and many others. Uh, United States has people there <laughs> sprinkled around. Uh, there are several U.S. companies. There was no U.S. pavilion, as there are for the countries I just mentioned, other than the United States having a presence to show off some of their startup programs supported by various agencies. But generally speaking, the domestic startups and small companies and academic researchers and others were sprinkled uh, throughout the show or in specific areas, smart city, smart home, accessibility, etc. So there we go. That's it. Have a nice day. No. Uh, where Where is the contingent of innovators and entrepreneurs specifically from Greater Vegas? Uh, in the show notes, as usual, a couple of links. We have our Innovate for Vegas Foundation website, homepage, innovateforvegas.org. Our GitHub organization, github.com slash innovate for Vegas. I have a link to a place to start trying to find out about Eureka Park. I would like it very much if CES... Uh, tech is their their homepage if there was a ces.tech slash eureka park but that is not the case apparently or nothing useful it is easier to apply to be at eureka park than to find information about eureka park so far from my search anyway you can start eureka uh, ces.tech slash topic slash topics slash startups dot aspx so you know they're modern anyway you can check that out. Eureka Park every year, the coolest part of the show. Uh, also a sci-fi fictional series, Eureka, Small Town, Big Secret. I actually was not a super fan of the show, but it is a, a funny premise and uh, pretty nerdy. It's what happens when an entire city focuses on invention and innovation. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, given that the show is ending today. I'm going to keep this this particular episode, uh, the show being CES. CES is ending today. I'm going to keep this particular episode brief, if possible, and uh, get back to a normal schedule next week when 
all of Las Vegas will return to complete and total normalcy. So CES and Eureka Park, I've alluded to the fact that it is the coolest part of the show. The main halls, that is the Las Vegas Convention Center, the other venues that they that grow into, uh, some companies get suites and different resorts, depending on their budgets. Uh, some of the smaller startups benefit from national sponsorship with the national or, I guess, international, depending on your perspective, uh, pavilions that are grouped around the Eureka Park floor, which is unfortunately, but traditionally, placed in the lowest level, the basement, although not really a basement, of the uh, now Venetian Expo, used to be Sands Expo, for the, for the people who haven't been here in a while. Uh, so you can find startups, many of them there. I did notice that there was some overflow into the floor above of some of the Eureka Park style companies. So there was a China Pavilion. I think there was another one. A lot of companies grouped together to be able to afford the, the trip and the presence on the show floor, on a show floor of CES. So that's cool. Uh, the people in the main hall, the companies and the, the various hired uh, booth staff, oftentimes contract, uh, marketing and sales and so on. They, and this is my opinion, but I think it's, it's pretty true. They're there to show off products that they're selling. It is a great platform for announcing a new product and they usually get plenty of coverage from local media from national media, from global media. There are bloggers aplenty. If you have a press pass at CES, you essentially get in on Monday, if not before, but you'll get in on Monday. I know they were setting up the show one week prior, uh, January 2nd. I was, uh, I was at the Venetian Expo. They were setting up then. I'm sure they were setting up the convention center. It's the big show. Uh, so the press is allowed in early to get plenty of coverage. Also true at Eureka Park, I'm not saying that they don't get no coverage, but certainly the ginormous screen in the LG booth is going to get a lot of coverage. The two-person booth at Eureka Park, working on some cool new product, will get mentioned, maybe. It should be the other way around. So the cool part about Eureka Park, often those booths, those tiny, maybe it's a podium, maybe it's a very small space. Many times the people that are there from other countries or other places are the founders, the very early employees. They're the people doing the actual development. They're the innovators. They're showing what they're making. They're not there necessarily to sell you a product so much as to show the product that you might someday be able to buy or acquire or use. It's uh, it's a showing what they're innovating. It's innovation on display. Uh, that's, that's what makes it cool. And the fact that you are often speaking to the people with the hands on, you know, the driving force behind what you're looking at, what you're seeing, what you're uh, learning about. So it is arguably the the coolest part of the show. It really embodies the notion of uh, of innovation. Granted, the the show, the the convention, the conference, whatever you want to call CES, uh, consumer electronics is the the unifying theme, I suppose. But it doesn't always have to be consumer electronics. We live in an age of uh, computer technology and applied technology. Sometimes consumer electronics, sometimes software, sometimes mechanical. So uh, the scope has expanded. In fact, side note, 
when you get some press materials, uh, logos and so on from the CES website, they are very explicit that you should not refer to the show as the Consumer Electronics Show. You should refer to it as CES. So maybe they are leaning away from the focus on consumer electronics and more towards general technology and applied technology. It is a show owned and run by the Consumer Technology Association. Something to think about. Anyway, the other cool part is that it's not always a company that's showing. Sometimes it's schools, academic research projects, and so on. So if you can get your country to sponsor your participation... You can go and show your research. You can show things you're developing. I spoke to a few students. Sometimes it's a student or student group that has founded a company at the university, and then the university is a part of spinning the company off or trying to help them get funding and so on. So, uh, yeah, great. Eureka Park, definitely. If you've never checked it out before, you have missed out. And you have, well, if you're listening to this, you probably missed it. But you have an opportunity again next year. Eureka Park has become a standard fixture of CES every year. It's worth checking out. Except for one thing. Uh, If you're working for the city of Las Vegas or Clark County, (laughs) maybe UNLB, uh, University of Nevada, uh, I'm sorry, the Nevada University, Nevada State University, recently renamed. Uh, Any academic institution, high school, elementary school, although that's an issue that we'll get to in a second. Uh, If you are doing innovation in the greater Vegas area, where were you? There did not seem to be, and this is uh, unfortunately the norm, there did not seem to be a coordinated meaningful presence at uh, CES by not only city, county, state. There was no Nevada pavilion. There was certainly no southern Nevada pavilion. Korea, South Korea. Uh, plenty. South Nevada, none. Uh, well, with one exception, there was indeed a UNLV booth. Okay, so there you go. So so various companies from various places, I didn't really, I did not come across any local innovators uh, featuring or being featured. And this is a problem. It really is. Uh, I'm leaving out Startup NV and Startup.Vegas. They will often have some sort of a presence there. I've seen that the past couple of years. There's participation on some sort of a presentation stage, perhaps. I didn't even look for them this year. Uh, These entities, while valid to participate, uh, they have a profound bias and obligation, in fact, towards their portfolio companies and their investors. So they're not elevating the innovator community so much as their innovation portfolio. So I don't consider that to be a part of this conversation. Uh, but as a host city for CES and so many other conventions, it would be great if we were there, if we had uh, representation next to Israel, Ukraine, Turkey, France, the list goes on. You know, there, should be a, there should be a Nevada pavilion, or at the very least, a Southern Nevada pavilion. doesn't have to be city of Las Vegas. Uh, I'm quite certain they would merely call it the Las Vegas Pavilion, but as we know, Las Vegas has administrative boundaries as a city, but it is the size of the planet in terms of public perception. So local innovators of any kind should be visible, featured, or at least enabled to participate at not only CES, but any show in town 
which could focus attention on and elevate the presence and visibility of our local innovators. Same goes for food. Um, I honestly, I have not been to the pizza, pizza, pizza show that has takes place here in Vegas, the international pizza convention or whatever. I don't remember. I've been tempted, but I know that I would not make it out of there in a, in a healthy fashion. I am a, I'm a big fan of pizza, but, uh, local restaurants, local culinary, uh, experts, people that innovate in many ways, not necessarily consumer electronics or consumer technologies. They should also be a part of all this. So while today it is apropos to, to look at local innovators in the context of CES and in particular Eureka Park, generally speaking, we Greater Vegas should have a presence at these various shows that make up a tremendous component of our fun economy. Now, I don't know that any local drivers were driving on the Formula One racetrack uh, as part of the race, the official racing. Maybe that'll come later, but uh, certainly the various events and so on. The hometown advantage, the home team, you can celebrate the Golden Knights, you can celebrate the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, I guess. You can celebrate the uh, eventual arrival of the Las Vegas A's, Las Vegas Athletics. Um, you can celebrate their games, whether they win or lose, I suppose. You can celebrate all manner of sporting and other entertainment such as this. Why not also celebrate local innovators? They should be at these shows. They should be uh, held up. They should be visible. They should be reported upon in local media and so on. So let's do that. We should do something. Uh, they need to innovate locally and then make appearances. In, like I said, the hometown advantage, the home team advantage, the home, uh, home. <laughs> you're already here. Uh, when I worked for Intel, I used to say, uh, you know, I, I just jump on a bus for $2 and I can work in the Intel booth at CES. You don't, I don't need a room. I don't need plane tickets or, admit, you know, I, I have my annual alumni badge for the show. I can get in. No problem. So, uh, although in that case I did have an Intel name on the badge, but I'm already here attending a show should be easy. It should be made easier for small startups, for underage participants. And I'll get to that in a moment, but we need to not only, uh, enable participation, uh, maybe a sponsored booth or pavilion, like I said, but badges and other, uh, participation and general awareness. There should be some connection, and this, this uh, took place during the downtown project. There could be a connection between a trade show at the convention center and events downtown or in, other, in the innovation district, perhaps. You know, we already have one. We don't need another one. Not yet. And we could invite people to that location or that general area to enjoy local innovation by local innovators. Imagine that. Uh, underage participation. Now, that I don't want to make that sound too creepy. It is difficult for a young person to attend CES without a parent or guardian, much less to get tickets. Uh, usually, a high school student is not a member of the trade organization. They're not in the tech industry. They're not a CTO of a company, etc. So when you apply to get a ticket or a badge to go to CES, there are a few questions. And you're supposed to be uh, of legal age, uh, 18 or above. Mm, you're here in Vegas. You're putting everyone out. You're having a massive impact on traffic and other uh, life here in the city for locals. 
to me, it makes perfect sense to, as a, a matter of a simple trade, why don't you let uh, a high school field trip or similar, right? Let students see what all the fuss is about. They certainly feel the impact of it. It is a major part of our economy, these trade shows, CES among them. Why not enable local participation at the student level as part of our own innovation culture development? Uh, I think that's essential. And as well, if there are younger local innovators, there are certainly younger entrepreneurs here in the greater Vegas area. Uh, if people, young people, old people, anyone, if anyone's working on a local innovation effort, there should be a way for them to make it into the show, regardless of age, and to be featured, celebrated, at least recognized for what they're doing. Local innovation is important. Um, in general, we need to do a better job getting the word out. Uh, if there were local innovators at Eureka Park, they should be featured prominently in our local media so that anyone who is able to attend the show would be able to. Uh, if CES is not cooperative in this particular example, as I just mentioned, we should connect the Consumer Electronics Show. Ha, I called it that, despite their best intentions. We should enable connection between that show and any show with other events that are owned and operated, maintained, managed, promoted, regulated locally. Uh, you may not be allowed into CES if you're under 18. That's unfortunate. It doesn't prevent you from being a part of a feature of local innovators that should be included as part of a local program connected to CES. I went to food tech uh, right before the pandemic. I think it was 2019, 20, probably 2020. It was held at TI, Treasure Island, so that if you had your CES badge and you had signed up to attend food tech, you could go to food tech. Piece of cake, free, completely free. That has changed over the years as it's grown, so now it's a paid track for, for those interested in food technologies. But something similar could happen. Uh, the city of Las Vegas or Clark County, as part of a promotion of local innovation and we being the most entrepreneurial state in the country could have such a venue that is proximal and yet controlled and managed by local uh, oversight so that we don't have to worry about uh, age restrictions, uh, expensive ticket prices, and so on, and invite the general public to participate. A CES badge, useful but not necessary to see local innovation in action. Uh, maybe even local press could be involved. Maybe they'll show up and mention uh, this such things. Uh, so that's that's my take. Uh, I'm probably going to uh, stop by Eureka Park again one last day. I did spend two of the f uh, four days, but I spent two of the first three days Eureka Park. And then uh, Thursday, I was wandering around the, the convention center. It is very noisy, not as crowded, That'll be a question for later. Was there the typical crowd or was it a little bit thinner? The products on display are, yeah, they're fine. There's nothing wrong. I'm not, I'm not uh, being overly critical of the convention center components. I am elevating, however, the Eureka Park experience. I think that is where, well, I think somewhere I read this, that is the future featured at Eureka Park. The present uh, often is found in the convention center halls. Like I said, that's what they're selling, the future found in Eureka Park. 
So I, I would very much like to see a local presence. Local innovators should be featured prominently, should be visible for the world. People do come to CES from all over. Why not allow them, encourage them to see not what the next Silicon Valley will be, because then you'd want to send them to like Phoenix or something, but what our better Vegas will be. So that's, uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. We had some other conversations, which uh, if you've listened this far, you get to uh, learn. Uh, we had a really good meetup of some innovators that are here in town for the show. Uh, our local contingent was mostly absent. Uh, a lot of non-replies. That's par for the course here. That has to change as well. Trying to connect our local education, some local indoor farming and agricultural technology, some general entrepreneurship and innovation with our international visitors, international and uh, national. So some people from the U.S., some people from beyond to consider things like, hmm, what if we take advantage of the 40 million people coming here and try to share uh, future technologies, local innovations, international innovations, so that people, while they're here, can see and experience, they can touch, taste, smell, whatever, uh, future innovation without having to obtain a CES badge. Uh, Eureka Park has been described by at least one person with whom we had this meetup as something of a mini maker fair, uh, showing off what they're working on. Not fully productized in some cases, but research projects or early, early startups. So yeah, a mini maker fair style event could happen in Vegas because it is a destination city. Uh, we could feature, of course, innovators from all over, ideally innovators from right here. And some other ideas about uh, bringing together international effort in the maker innovator communities, uh, trying to foster elevate and elevate uh, innovation in general. And we should be doing that right here as well. Somebody should create a foundation and call it Innovate for Vegas. Somebody. Anyway, that's where I will leave today's show. I uh, thank you for listening as always. Uh, visit our website if you like. Everything that we're doing needs more attention. And now that we're into the new year and that is taking place. And so in the very near term, we would like to implement the CERT radio initial project. We'd like to get the open transit project going. But first things first, really, our smart social slash my muni projects are essential so that it is easier to discover who, what, where, why, when, how, uh, as far as entrepreneurial innovation and our ecosystem and culture of the greater Vegas area. That's where I will leave it today. Thank you for listening. Be sure and tell your friends local innovation is a thing. They should be a part of it. Bye now.